0: Welcome to the Blue Shoe Biz Podcast. This week, we'd like to thank Melissa Cohn and her team at Family First Funding for sponsoring this podcast around
1: real estate property staging. Hi, this is Sarah Minardi. I'm here at my listing for sale at 58 Jericho Road in East Hampton. It's in the Georgica Estate section. It's on the market for 7595000 And I'm sitting here with Jeff Walski of Iconic Modern Home, and Jeff did the staging in this house and just did a a really beautiful job. And Jeff, I was hoping that you would talk to us a little bit more about your, your concept behind what you've done in the rooms and your your philosophy in in staging homes because really when anyone comes into a house to purchase out here in the Hamptons it's a second home and they don't want to spend the next year decorating it so you really seem to take the spaces and make them not just a house but a home and I thought it would be really lovely if you could answer some questions about what your what your philosophy is on that.
0: Sure thank you Sarah. So the number one most important thing we think about when we're staging these homes are that the people's first impression are gonna be, even on the largest cell phone, no more than four to five inches large. Mm. So we want the photography to be so good in that little space that they have to come see the home. And that way we can drive more traffic. So then the second thing we think about is once people are here, we don't want to disappoint them. That's why I hate when people use virtual staging. Mm. So when the people come in, they want it to be as impressive in the photography as it is in real life, or vice versa. And so what we do is we do all the staging. I say soup to nuts, down to the hand towels, the linens on the beds, the soaps in the dispensers, the
1: plants, <laughs> plants,
0: live plant material, nothing fake. All our pieces are completely authentic because we tend to deal in the higher end market where people don't want big box or department store furniture. And everything is for sale. So people can literally come in with their clothing, their toothbrush, and start enjoying the home right away. People don't want to spend the next seven or eight months or a year or more trying to furnish a place and losing the opportunity to use it. Mm.
1: So Jeff, you work in Connecticut, New York, and the Hamptons. Do you have a different approach for all three?
0: I'd like to say I have a different approach to every property specific to the property. But in general, the markets are the same. So we're in Lower Fairfield County. A lot of people live there, work in Manhattan, vacation or weekend in the Hamptons. Or maybe they only have two of the three, but either way, it's generally the same demographic. When I'm doing places in Connecticut, I think more about whether or not it's their primary residence and the type of needs they'd have to live there on a day-to-day basis. Versus when I do the Hamptons, it's really generally a vacation or a weekend house. And we wanna make sure we address those needs that are more vacation-oriented, family-oriented, having your friends over, entertaining, and just enjoying time that's more lax and leisure time.
1: Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk to me about hallways and how do you approach hallways when you're staging?
0: So hallways can either be your best friend or your worst nightmare. (laughs) So in a house this large, where the hallways are very long, it's really important to my staging aesthetic to draw your attention to the opposite end of the hallway. And you do that with impactful art. So if you stand on one end of this home and you look down the hallway, you want to walk down it because I've put a piece that's so amazing. You need to get a closer look. Mm. If you leave it bare, you don't address it, People don't wanna walk down it. They say the house looks cold, it looks too large. You want people to think that they're gonna use the entire house all the time when they're living in it.
1: All right, Jeff, why don't we talk about art? Because art is really something that people love or they hate. Um, there are big rooms in this house where there's big pieces. There's some, some um, parts of hallways where there's a photograph next to a painting. Can you talk a little bit more about why you choose to put art in certain places and the type of art that you're using in in order to um, really highlight the house and show, the, show it show the space as proportionately as possible?
0: Well. I, I do take a little bit of risk with my art. I want none of my art to blend into the space. I do want it to draw attention. I want people to look at it. I want people to think about it. And I want people, hopefully, to talk about it. If they're talking about my art, they're probably talking about the property that it's in. Okay. Could that be dangerous? In some cases, yes, because it could put people off. But I never do anything that I think would be offensive to anyone. I don't use controversial artists or artwork that would be controversial. In one of my earliest staging processes, I put a, some big nudes on the wall because I thought it was going to be a bachelor pad. <laughs> and I did get my wrist slapped a little bit, so I haven't okay. made that mistake since then. Okay. But in general, the art is what enhances this place. Mm-hmm. And so what I can tell you has happened a number of times is we've sold... Apartments or homes fully furnished, and then the people said they don't want to buy the art because it is very specific. Hmm. So, the first thing we come and do is remove all the art, and then I see the owners come back, and it's like their face just drops. Interesting, because they've bought all this furniture, and the place is not nearly as attractive as it was. So, they'll get there again, hopefully, with their own art. But it just changes the whole demeanor of people's response to the home.
1: Have you had people change their mind after you taking out the art and come back to you and said, "You know what? Can you bring it back, please? I, yeah. I do want to buy it from you."
0: No, no buyers ever want to admit their mistakes. <laughs> um, but I have had individuals that hired me to stage, asked me not to do the art, and then they had me come back and do the art after the fact. Interesting, interesting.
1: Um, you know, I see that there's there's really a mix of photographs. There's a you know a beautiful photograph in the kitchen of the women sitting poolside, which I've seen in a number of homes. And it's, uh, it certainly evokes that kind of vacation lifestyle, relaxing lifestyle. But then, you know, there's these really, um, vibrant pieces, including the one at the end of the house with the woman's face. Mm -hmm. Can you talk more about how you, how you juxtapose those?
0: Yeah, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter whether it's photography or painting or sculpture or mixed media. I try to put things in the house that will complement the house Mm -hmm. and who I think or who the brokers or agents tell me are going to be the prospective buyers. Mm -hmm. So in general, for these beach homes, I like the light airiness, you know, some of the vintage photography is poolside because, Mm -hmm. again, it evokes vacation and lounging and leisure time, which is great. But you know, when we do New York City, we just did a place on the Lower East Side, and I had a photographer come in and shoot all the local street photography mm-hmm. in the area, and then we blew it up, printed it, and hung that all over the walls. So we do try to be very specific to the home or the property, and we try to find art that's going to complement it well. Mm-hmm. That being said, we do take a little bit of risk, mm-hmm. and we really try to get people talking about it. There's nothing worse than people seeing 12 homes or 14 homes in a day, and they all blend together. At least they'll refer to my house that had that huge painting or photograph above the fireplace that they can't live without.
1: Right. Okay, Jeff, please tell me, what was the last book you read?
0: Um, All right, so I'll tell you that, you know, most recently I haven't been doing as much reading as I should. So I've been enjoying um, audiobooks in the car and I like to try to enjoy the book, but I also try to get something out of it, more or less because I feel like obligated to do so. And so I'm listening currently to a book called Crushing It by this guy, <laughs> Gary Vee, who's really one of these self-help you know, gurus. And in general, I'm not that type of person. I mean, people say that I sometimes I look like Tony Robbins, but I've never seen one of his seminars or... Um, read one of his books, so I'm not really into the self-help, but I do get a little bit inspired by the way some of these guys tell stories, mm-hmm. and so if I'm driving to a job interview or trying to get a new project and I'm listening to this, it might give me a little bit of an uplift.
1: It gives you excitement to get, yeah, get going, yeah. and you're in your car plenty for, for traveling. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the
0: car all the time, yeah. Okay, great.
1: All right, so now tell me your favorite restaurant in Weston, Connecticut, where you live, New York City, and the Hamptons.
0: Okay. So um, Weston is a very rural town attached to Westport, which is where all the commerce is, because I live basically in the woods. Mm -hmm. There's not really any restaurants. But my favorite (laughs) restaurant in that area is Tavern on Main in Westport. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a place that's been open since I was a kid. I love brunch as a meal. Yum. I can enjoy Sunday brunch with my family and, you know, the food menu is good and it's a very relaxed atmosphere. You can dress in a suit or you can dress in shorts and a t-shirt. So. Okay, fun. What
1: about New York?
0: Uh, in the city, I'd have to say this one's a little partial. It's La Bonne Soup. My, <laughs> uh, my godfather owned the restaurant when he was still living and his family still owns it now. And so uh, it's probably my oldest memory of going into Manhattan and uh, having, you know, meals in, in the... Where's it located? Oh, man, I think it's on um, West 37th-ish, okay. Okay. I think. I'm embarrassed to say it. I haven't been in a while.
1: Jeff, thank you very much for taking the time today to talk with me.
0: Thank she you, Sarah. It was my pleasure.
1: Wonderful.